Hey, Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. Every time I read Battle Angel Alita, I'm constipated for three whole days. Yeah, I know. Hit the theme music. Good pull. That was a great intro. Good pull, Daniel. That's a great reference. Yeah, it's such a good reference. Not to go too far into it, but that's that's definitely a hazy memory from this one. <laughs> I did not remember that one. Honestly, it made me think of uh, one of my favorite lines from uh, Bad Santa that I always pull out in my mind but never say, which is, you're not going to shit right for a week. <laughs> Welcome, listener readers, to Shit Talk. Hello. Where we talk about shit. Shit's Creek. Starring Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara. J.K.L. Wells, this is The Readers. That'd be a great... Actually, that's a great show. America's... We should do a, a Shit's Creek breakdown show called Shit Talking. Fast-paced literature podcast. That's us. Welcome to Slow Readers. Brought to you by Top Gallant Radio. Here, the conversation is always on books. It's always on graphic novels, apparently. It's always on reading. It's always on... We give. We needed to give ourselves a little bit of extra week to get some other things done. It's always on warfare. It's always on books. It's always on norfare. It's always on OVAs that we kind of forgot existed. It's always about Zebes. Yeah. Anyway, so this is... Uh, no. Um, well, who are you, Gabriel? Hello, everyone. My name is Gabe Mara. I'm a comedian every now and again. I'm a writer, I'm an audio producer, and I'm a bartender. Mm. And how about you, my good man? I am Daniel Gonzalez. Gonzalez, Gonzalez, Audio Gonzalez. producer, editor, writer, and an author mm-hmm. of note. What kind of notes? Uh, notes from a scandal? Yeah, notes from a Starring scandal. Starring Kate Blanchett? It was a real scandalous note. I actually shouldn't be talking about it. My mm-hmm. lawyers actually told me, okay, remember when you go on public, stop talking about your scandals. Yeah, that um, uh, was it like when you passed that note to Nelson, and then like you waved at him, and then he beat you up? <laughs> That's, That's a slightly off-color joke that hasn't dated all that well. He can't hear you, miss. <laughs> <laughs> that's a deep, that's a, not a deep cut. That's, you know, I always remember that from. That's my, one of my favorites. Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. This is one of those days where we're returning to one of our other sub-series, mm. uh, which I believe you've unfortunately named Fanzerkunst. Fanzerkunst. Uh, after uh, uh, Alita's, the titular character in this series, Battle Angel Alita. Yes, readers and listeners, we are breaking down every single book in the Battle Angel Alita original series. No Mars Chronicle here. Yeah, I was mid-sentence there. Yeah, I know. Uh, I got you. <laughs> no, that, that, you, that it's was... It's called you. Rhythm. Uh, no, I was going to say it's named after... Her martial arts. Oh yes, and then you took that and just kind of. I'm a little drunk. That's fine. Oh, you're a little drunk. Well, I'm uh, I'm suffering from like a a severe like like allergic allergies right now. Yes, it's very hard to take you seriously right now if um you constantly blowing your nose and have to tissue up your face. Yeah, I mean that's listen, it's better than the alternative. Um, but that said, I took a bunch of medicine. Uh, I just took uh Mucinex D. Oh D. I'm drinking wine. You're taking the D. So it's all downhill from here. I see. Um, it started with that joke right off the bat. Which one? Not the joke. I'm sorry, it's not a joke. The constipation the in- reference. The intro. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel. This is a great start. This is the best episode ever. This so, is a very good podcast. So, Gabriel. Thank you, Johnny No Thumbs. Five stars! We are covering mm-hmm. Battle Angel Alita. Volume Quattro? Well, Deluxe Volume 4. Battle uh, Angel Alita by Yukito Kishiro. This, uh, in the original volumes, this covers volumes 7 and 8. Mm, I always remember that wedding dress cover. I love that one. Yeah, the wedding dress cover. We'll get to that. Um, yeah, this is the deluxe volume four, so it's you know the the thicker ones that were combined like two volumes together. Yeah, and it's the legendary manga done by Yukito Kishiro. That's right. I've yet to buy the uh, movie on digital. Maybe I'll do that for next. Time. Buy a hard copy, Probably bro. Last time. What's that? Buy a hard copy. I was thinking about the two. Why do you care? I don't know. I've actually recently gotten back into buying Blu-rays because now that I'm finding the limitation of streaming, I like to own movies again, which is a new sensation. I used yeah. to be an like like I used to be an avid collector of DVDs, but then I felt you know the encroach of time, so I'm getting Blu-rays again. Yeah. I recently <clears throat> got in the mail a copy of For a Good Time Call, starring 
Seth Rogen's wife and Ari Grainer. Who the fuck's Seth Rogen's wife? Um, Lauren Ann Miller. Um, she, she didn't deserve a name, does she? Apparently not. <laughs> no. Apparently not. Well, uh, is she's she, great is in she the movie. Lauren, the, Lauren she, Ann Miller's great. Is she credited on the box? Seth Rogen's wife. Yes, that's correct. Terrible. She also wrote it. Isn't it weird that Seth Rogen is like a huge movie star? Not really. Cinemas always love fat Jewish dudes. I think it's weird. That's it. Uh, but he thinks you're weird. You're fucking weird. You're fucking weird. So you prick. And Gabriel. Yep. Um. I tell you what, before we go on a little further, you say that uh, you've said something about how you've done a little bit of extra reach, research, 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 research into Kishiro. I have. Uh, because usually I just go on Wikipedia. There's like a like a little bit of detail. There's a tiny really paragraph there. Uh, so, yeah, Gabriel, tell us what you found out about the author of A Battle Angel Alita. So mostly this is all from an interview that Anne America did of him in 1993, like oh. two years after it debuted. But it's a really fun little interview. And um, here's just a few highlights. Daniel, did you know that... Uh, somehow, amazingly, Kishiro really likes mech and robot anime. Gabriel, I never would have thought that. Really? Isn't that crazy? Okay. It's, like, honestly, it would have been much more fun if he's like, yeah, all I read is gone. But he's a big <laughs> fan of him. Um, he was a huge influence from uh, Obel Suit Gundam, obviously. He was a big Gundam guy. Okay. But one of the biggest things about that um, that I learned here that was really cool, there was a uh, an anime and manga called Armored Suit Votoms, V-O-T-O-M-S. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like soldiers who wear like, like small robot suits. Right. And so here's quoting him from the interview. In fact, I think Votoms might have had more of an effect on my then Gundam ever did. That's a typo, interviewer. <laughs> Votoms had a four-part composition. The story would conclude at the end oh. of each part, and a new story would start off in a different world for the next. Gunmu borrows have quite heavily from the style of storytelling, which is a really cool thing. I didn't realize that, like, that, obviously, I really like about the thing, that these arcs are pretty well contained, and then yeah. they kind of go on a whole new setting almost every time. Yeah, um, for the most part, each each of the individual of like the the nine volumes. Technically, it's nine and a half, and we'll get to that next week or mm-hmm. next time we talk about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, but yeah, no. Uh, my, every my shoe size. Like each of those actual individual volumes are pretty self-contained. Yeah, uh, as as you've said. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like there is like a lot of location hopping around. They don't usually stay around one location for too long. Yeah, it never gets stale, Alita, which is one of the best parts about it. That it's always a brand new thing. You always meet new characters right away. Like Lou, you meet Lou, and right away you love Lou. You yeah, meet chaos, and you you love him right away. Well, we'll get to that. Well, well uh, I do anyway. <laughs> uh, so that said, um, also we should say very briefly. Uh, you keep saying Gunmu. Gunmu is the uh, original Japanese. Title yes. of Battle Angel Alita Gun Dream because um and the, the yeah not to get too into it again uh, there's a whole translation thing and whatnot where uh, I grew up reading I I grew up reading Battle Angel Alita yeah you read um the one the copies you had were flopped weren't they uh yeah they were they read left to right yeah which is kind of wild it was which is a weird memory that I have now yeah it was uh again that's why I was just, uh, that's why I'm like absolutely still dead certain it's like it had to have been Dark Horse Dark Horse did that a lot yeah they really did if I'm uh. All their their uh, Blade of the Immortals. They were well, all flopped. They did it with Blade of the Immortals. They did it with Ghost in the Shell. Um, they Young listeners, uh, 03, 04 was a crazy time for anime and manga. <laughs> this is like 90s, actually. Oh, your editions were from 90s? Uh, for Alita? Yeah. No, I was young when I was reading these. Oh, ones. that's right. You did say that. I mean, I, I was, read them in 03. They probably came out like in like late 90s, maybe. See, I, 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 we should look into that for um the next one's our final episode of Panzer, of Panzer Kunz. Unless we wanted to do one for uh, 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 fucking what's it called? Ash and Victor. Do we? We'll get to it. Okay. Well, I'm sure we'll, we'll, there'll be a time where we need a, a fill in, but um. Fuck like, yeah. I wonder what. So it was just it was 
successful. I mean, this is one of the most successful manga of all time. It was made into a huge movie. That doesn't happen too often. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how, how soon did Viz Americanize this? Because manga sales weren't huge in America until after Dragon Ball Z and Toonami really blew up the scene. Um, no, that is a... Don't me wrong, you would know this better than anybody, but, like, essentially, yeah, you had you had, you had had publishers like Viz and Dark Horse who were taking these kind of unusual risks about... They were extremely like, niche back then. ...importing uh, Japanese comics for American audiences. Um, yeah, you had the, the flip-flopping and such. You mm-hmm. had, like, the kind of, like, interpretive in, uh, translations. Um, but, yeah, uh, well, that said, like, I think a lot of the manga that I remember growing up with in, like, the 90s, not the 90s, when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. um, a lot of them were usually very violent, uh, had, like, more sexual themes. Sure. Were usually, like, sci-fi fantasy. Yeah, you're, like, I mean, you're, you're, a, you're a known uh, Masamun Shiro. Like, hero? You got it in there. But no, but no, I'm saying, like, that's what they imported. That's what that was, like, that essentially was, like, yeah. the Americanized. Almost stereotypical like classic manga yeah. and anime. Uh, now that's a whole different kind of story. Now it's a whole different though. world. But um, but that said, uh, no, that's that's so that was the jam back then, and this was yeah. this does fit that. It does. It really does. A bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I have a couple more tidbits for you. Oh, you're still going. I you know, I have, I have a lot more. Actually. I thought that was it. I'm sorry. No, I have way more. <laughs> so um, uh, here's another little bit that I really liked. Um, the guy asked him, "How did you develop the story from the beginning?" Because apparently he had, um he made his debut in '84, and in '88 he had like a, something called Remeka, where a female cyborg police officer was named Golly. Ah, the so sa- they they kept the, that the original name of Alita in the Japanese version. Her name is Alita. Golly, Gally, whatever. I don't know how it goes. So the guy asks, "How did you develop the story from there?" And he responds, "Quote." Usually when I start a story, I tend to work on the plot and theme first. Typically, my characters are developed later. This time, I was trying to draw something based on one character from a 45-page story. So about the future, corporations, containment of criminals, etc. Nothing out of the ordinary. Then they go on to say, How did he come to create Gunmove slash Battle Angel Alita? I'm going to read this whole paragraph, though it's a bit long. I grew up in a place where a forest had been cleared. What was that? That was me. You goof. I grew up in a place where forests had been cleared and only a few houses stood. My father was an eccentric who was into dune buggies. <laughs> he was always digging around at the junkyard looking for parts he could use. He used to take me with him sometimes. I still like spending time at the junkyard, which is pretty great. Mm-hmm. I'm sure most people don't feel that way, but I was always happy to spend time along there. Sure, I liked being alone anyway, but there was also something comfortable about being alone with the wreckage of things people had abandoned. I guess on the opposite opposite extreme of this feeling is the very real terror I feel when confronted by a brand new shiny car. I honestly get the feeling that it's consciously trying to run me down. Old cars, though, they're different. I truly believe there's a kind of nostalgic comfort about being cradled inside the empty shell of an old car. And last two tidbits I really want to share with you. One, another mm-hmm. one of his huge influences is Rumiko Takahashi. Do you know who that is, Daniel? No. Rumiko Takahashi created um, anime and manga such as Ranma Half. Okay. And Inuyasha, <clears throat> and right. uh, Urusei Atsura. That's a good one. But that's a fun thing to realize that Yukito Kishiro really loved that action romance manga, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's. Uh, I've never read um, uh, Ranma nor uh, Inuyasha, Inuyasha, but like I've heard of them. I've seen like the image of those characters like mm-hmm. everywhere and such. And last bit of information before we start talking our usual bullshit. Okay. Quote from 1993. Horibuchi, the inferior. Okay, let's say the Battle Angel Alita movie is being made in the U.S. <laughs> Who would direct? Uh-oh. Kishiro. Paul Verhoeven of Robocop fame, maybe. Fuck yeah! That would have been fucking, obviously, huge influence on him. All the brains and the gore, yeah. it's obviously. Some might say his style's over the top, 
but I prefer to think of it as quote unquote super realism. <laughs> sure. If only for the visuals, Highlanders Russell Mulcahy might have been good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's all the research I did. That's actually a really great interview. Um, uh, I'll give you the link. Maybe you want to put it on the show notes. All right, I will. My man, Gabriel. Thank you very much for that information. Uh, I also would have loved to have seen uh, a, a 90s era, uh, maybe not, I don't know, a 90s era Paul Verhoeven, right? During that strip tease and Starship Troopers, like, kind of, like, run right there. Then yeah. Battle Angel Alita. Yeah. That would have been cool. Hey, we, I think we got the best Battle Angel Alita movie we could have gotten. And I, I like Rosa Salazar. And I like me some some Robbie Rod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yes, Rob I, Rod. I, I am very happy with the movie that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that said, possibilities. And also, don't dare say that it's the best one we could have had. I, I think know. I think she's like the best Alita we could have had. Actually, she's I, fantastic. I cannot imagine anybody else really kind of nailing that. And I think, like again, the fa- my favorite thing about the movie was just how right they got Alita. I think all things considered, we couldn't have hoped for a better one. Yeah. Also, um, uh, segueing into the uh, uh, manga a bit, um, as I've said many times before, those mm-hmm. first two volumes, I'm not a huge fan of that story, like all the Hugo stuff. Yeah, no, you're, you're of an avowed Motorball guy. Like, yeah. Motorball is the best, well, and it's kind of true, Motorball is the best arc. Motorball and a lot of, like, the Wasteland stuff. I, mm-hmm. I do like a lot of the Wasteland stuff. And we're, and we're going to get into this now, because previously, uh, the last, uh, in Deluxe Volume 3, it was, like, the, the big transitional stage where we leave behind behind the junkyard mm-hmm. and we go out into the, the wasteland. scrapyard not the junkyard whatever same thing uh and we go out into the wasteland where she gets relabeled as steak sauce yes uh she is a one yeah maybe and uh and yeah a lady becomes a uh, agent uh for zalem zalem or so gabriel yes Dan. uh before i get you to kind of explain what this kind of story is about Kind of with last time, and this is my feeling. Kind of with when I was rereading this one, this one, and I read it. I reread it when I actually bought it. That was a little while ago. I kind of skimmed through it just now. Sure. But um, kind of like with last episode where we had like kind of like a mixed bag of like a volume followed by uh, the two volumes in the in the deluxe version. The like the one was kind of mixed, and the other one was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that the, we definitely have that here, where the the first half of this yeah. the deluxe volume has is very mixed it has some like really fine moments but overall i think it's probably like the weakest story of the whole bunch you think so yes um and that and then like the second part of this has some of my favorite stuff mm-hmm. uh and and it's like i was looking through this i'm like oh this happened oh then this happened oh then this happened oh cool sure uh so that said koyomi's back Kayomi's back, uh, who is a major character one of the few major characters running from the story more or less beginning to the end mm-hmm uh, but Gabriel, yeah, uh, what's going on? What happens in let's what do you want, let's try and talk about this piecemeal a little bit. What happens in uh, the first half, aka uh, volume seven? Oh boy. Um. So <laughs> do you uh, want me to? Okay. If, I mean, if you want to do it, because honestly, like I I read this very quickly while trying to like fight off a hangover. So okay, never mind. Also, um, this is your jam. Yeah, this is my jam. But... This is your Jimmy jams. I can talk about him. Uh, uh, Kenji Gennaro all day. All right. Well, um, all right. Well, Alita, yeah, and this what happened. What happens here is that uh, Alita is basically uh, given a new handler, Lou. Lou, uh, who and, I love, and a uh, who's like basically one of the very first like straight up Zalamites who just seems to be like an average Jane a mm-hmm. bit. Um, she's kind of she's she's dorky. She's neurotic. She's neurotic. She's very energetic and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, and uh, 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 we, that's what happens right off the bat. Um, so uh, 
So she's still lead us still on the mission on. from Zalem. I got this. No, I was I was wondering if like should I just keep going about that? No, let's not go on about no. that. So basically, what happens uh, more or less is that I, th- I feel like, like we're doing a great job so far. Great, great job us. But I feel like Olivia's like, wow, this is extremely esoteric. No one could pick this up without having read this book. Do you, yeah. Well, here's the thing. I'm kind of like hoping that people have been following along at this point in like, the Battle so. Angel latest series. Um, I mean, our Alita episodes have been doing well, at least in social media. People they, love Battle Angel Alita. They have been. I mean, hopefully they're attracting some of the fans. And, like, and yeah, it is kind of a pain to kind of be like, oh, Zalem, hold on a second. Well, yeah, this is our fifth episode in an ongoing series. Hopefully they've been with us the whole time. Yeah, no, Sorry, we interrupted you. No, no, that's wrong. You, I mean, you're interrupting me. I mean, fuck you, but that's okay. Hey, right. fuck you. How about you some shit? Okay, so basically, uh, at this point, and sorry for not going back and kind of like re-explaining exactly what's going on. Sorry, from the start. guys, no hand-holding here, you cucks. <laughs> we are like towards the end of an entire series. We here. have a mini series here. <laughs> so, like, we recommend we're a book club, guys. We're back and looking it up. We're looking this, uh, this information up, or possibly reading the comics yourself, or going back and following along we our should, journey with reading. Alita. We should post on the Insta like every Monday what's next week's book in case people want to follow along. Sure. Uh, doing a little bit of like a, a preference. Actually, that's a good idea. Anyway. Yeah. Why have we not been doing that? That's it. Okay. Sorry. So basically a large part of the story is that um, Alita kind of uh, uh, runs up uh, along the line with a teenage Koyomi who was basically like the infant and then child uh, mm-hmm. in like during the, the scrapyard days. Yeah. Um, they kind of fall in together Hijinks happens, and basically Alita is uh, incapacitated and then revitalized by a mysterious man called Chaos. Chaos is a name I hate. The DJ. It's Chaos with a K. DJ Chaos. Um, and he. Nineteen ninety-three. This mysterious figure is an empath, which basically, right? Um, he's like a, a, a techno empath, like he, a, psych- yeah. a, a psychometry. Yeah, something like that. Psychometer. He, uh, it's one of those words like neuromancer you put together and it's like sounds like the future. Yeah, sure. Um, but basically, like yeah, he touches like he touches uh, like technology or a bit whatnot, new and old, and basically he gains the like, kind of like the feelings that people have handled them. Sure. Um, he immediately falls in love with Alita. Because totally, why wouldn't you? Totally not cool. Kind of like messing around with her when she was kind of unconscious. Kind of kind of weird. Which is very inappropriate. Kind of really terrible. Uh, to putting putting it lightly. He was he was saving her life. He was doing surgery. And it, it to be did fair the... still. Guys, um, don't touch women when they're asleep. <laughs> uh, in this, it does kind of get explained that first off, he also falls in love with her right away because by touching her, he has the sensations of of other men who really deeply cared for her. So he mm-hmm. has inside the feelings of Hugo, of Ido. It's pronounced Hugo, Daniel. Oh, that's right. Whatever, Hugo. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I don't know. This is how I, you know, um, uh, it's what they say. Um, when you have sex with someone, you have sex with everyone they've ever had sex with. That's called an SDD, Gabriel. That's true. So, Gabriel, when uh, I touch a woman, I fall, I fall in love immediately with her. Alita's kind of like being patient with him, mm-hmm. um, and then slam, bam, whamzo! All Bar-jack. of a sudden, Barjack shows up. Barjack, of course, are the kind of like desert wasteland like marauders who are basically uh, like a like a like a what do you call it? like a military militant extremist group yeah, and whatnot. They're militant bandits kind of thing. Whose sole purpose is to basically bring down Zalem, the floating city, so that the people on the ground can basically rise up and kind of like you know be their own masters. Yeah, there's a lot of like ideological revolutionary talk in this volume. Yes, and uh, and as ugly as Barjack is, they don't have like a wrong philosophy necessarily. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think uh, a lot of their, flo- as we understand through the character, Gold. through Den of Barjack, mm-hmm. a name that I would mention to you, you go, what? Den? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, basically, like, the whole thing is that they're all about self-sacrifice. Like, basically, everything is expendable for, like, you know, the ends ultimately justifies the means. Yeah, like the dudes in, uh, in Fury Road. 
Yeah, exactly. And you do have those that really nice moment where like even Den is like, it's like, no, don't join this fight. Only I can do fight her because, you know, you guys need to carry on the yeah. mission. I'm expendable. Den, by the way, is a cyborg centaur. Yeah, a giant cyborg centaur. Yes. Uh, or is he? Allow me to, yes, allow me to kind of like swoop in here and say like, that's another thing that's kind of disappointing that again, Alita has a very giant nemesis. Yeah. And in this one, he's even more giant-er. Hey, it makes sense. I mean, they even make a point. I mean, I, I think it works with the contrast eventually where she ends up fighting the next main, next big fight in the next volume. It's a good contrast. It it makes sense in that. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, we'll get into like with the next episode, but talking about the dis- episode, the disappointment, sorry, the next installment. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, yeah, like they fight and whatnot. Den basically gets saved because Kayomi, who hears about the philosophy of Barjack and whatnot, all of a sudden says, hey, I'm joining Barjack, stands in the way. Uh, Alita is almost about to shoot her with a gigantic laser mm-hmm. uh, and then just fucks off. Yeah, um, on her unicycle, on motor- her unicycle, motorcycle, on her uh, uh, Sean, Sean Hobbs, Hobbs and Shaw, Hobbs Hobbs and Shaw. And Sh- on her Hobbs and Shaw as mm-hmm. uh, intelligent motorbike, uh, which ca- carries around Lou's personality. Yay, with little hands. Yay, we did it. Um, and then, so she comes back, and then, whiz, bam, blammo! Uh, all of a sudden, Chaos starts attacking her. Chaos, this incredibly frail, gentle, per- like, pacifist person starts attacking her with DJ. a samurai sword. It is a DJ. Uh, with a samurai sword, and he reveals that he, in a way, is dead. He is dead. Den. Oh, man, I actually, I could double check to see if that even happens in this one, but, uh, yeah, he has, like, a little, like, implant inside of him. Yeah. Oh, also, we didn't say as well, his dad is Dusty Nova. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's important. Uh, Dusty Nova, the the villain throughout the entire series, mm-hmm. uh, Chaos is both is his son, mm-hmm. and also he has some kind of implant inside of his chest that controls Den. But basically, the... it's more like is Den that like it's yeah. like a split personality within Chaos well, that Den is like like an alternate part of him. It's the repressed memories yeah. that live on in this a transport of this giant robot. Yeah, yeah, like the the big robot Den. Well, the big robot den is essentially just an auto- like a controlled puppet, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The real den is inside of it's chaos. Some real fables action. Some real fables, shit. Anyway, so uh, I can't really look at it while doing this. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, Alita more or less kind of incapacitates him, and that's basically the end of uh of the first part. Yeah, she fucks the shit up. Yeah, she fucks shit up. Gabriel, is there anything that I really missed there that you think I should bring up? Nope. Okay. Should I just move on? Yeah. <laughs> should move we on. reflect? Okay. Well, I'll quickly speed through the events of what happened here, then we'll talk about what we felt about. Okay. It. Also, yeah. Do, well, how about this? What? How did you feel about the story thus far in that in that section? I'm in. I enjoy it. That like I like a lot. I like chaos, unlike you apparently. That I think he's an interesting character. That he kind of like falls madly in love with her right away. But then they play that for the joke that he's like this frail manic man mm-hmm. who is also in t- highly highly empathetic or em- 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 i guess that's the word for it empathetic he's empathetic, empathetic. You know, he, he feels everyone's pain that kind of thing and then you know i felt that some of the reveals were a little shoehorned and i thought that the kaomi thing i'm like oh well all right then i think here in this volume is where you start to feel like the pressure kishio is probably under that <laughs> things start moving way too quickly and things start happening without necessary the necessary footwork and planning ahead of it mm-hmm so it works, and I'm I'm I was obviously still on board. I enjoyed it just fine, but I think I do agree with you that the next volume is better. Yeah, um, I mean, don't worry, like in retrospect, this is like a lot of things here. Like how much I don't like 
Den or Chaos kind of gets tied in together really nicely. By Why the don't you like Den or Chaos? Or Den, that's well, obvious. He's boring. Den, what about yeah. Chaos? Chaos, I think he's also boring. I think he's a bit like, I don't know. He feels a bit... Well, first off, yeah, I agree that a lot of things that happen in this volume have been very... They feel like kind of like a... What's the word? It's, like, it's very like convenient, well, you know? If, it, it feels very plotty as opposed to very organic at all. Definitely. A lot of things happen quickly. But um, uh, if I can interject a little bit yeah. with, with the chaos thing, that what I think is neat, and this is why I brought up the Rumiko Takahashi thing, it's that uh, it starts getting into this groove that a lot of... There's a lot of a love story in Battle Angel Alita that yeah. Ido is a father figure, or is he? We don't really know. So um, but it comes down to... Uh, it's it's like a it's like a shoujo staple in Japanese comics that you always meet a new character who falls immediately in love with your protagonist because it adds complication and a sense of heightened romance and excitement to it. Yeah. So you meet Chaos and like all of a sudden now she's she's with Figure, she loves Figure, she has a new love interest. She has a new new love interest and it's it's what you do when it comes to these when when there's a romance angle to your comics, especially your manga, you always introduce a romantic rival. And like Alita's not not into him, but she's promised herself to Figure at this point. So I enjoy Chaos more as a new romantic interest because mm-hmm. he's like everyone's like, "Wow, he's the hottest dude ever." And she's like, I would kiss you, but I promised myself to figure. So there's a charm to him that I find enjoyable. In in the scheme of this as an action-adventure manga, uh-huh. I'm like, eh. But in terms of this and the emotional life and the romance of Alita uh-huh. and the stakes, I like him. All right. Well, for for me, it's the idea. It's like, it's like no, yeah, they're, this is, I think, the third and final like love interest-y character in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make it good. That doesn't excuse it. Oh, for no, kind of I being, agree with you. I think it's a weak. I, I'm, <laughs> point, I'm pointing out yeah. that it's a tool and I appreciate the tool, even if it was not wielded effectively. Yeah. And my thing is that, like, I get the tool, but it's wielded ineffectively. Yeah. Like, uh, and it is very in a fast one. And also, I don't like uh, Alita doesn't always it, it's also it's right on the tails of figure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's always it's really fucking weird. And again. Anyway, moving on. There's a lot to cover in this. Next volume. Yeah, this is the problem. This is yeah, the problem with all our Alito episodes. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that, well, hey, we don't have that much more to talk about. Gabriel, well, the next one is like the fucking great one. Yeah. Like, uh, I would say like this and this, the uh, volume five, aka like the figure stuff. And then like the most of the following volume are like the good parts of like the, the Wasteland stuff. Yeah. So basically, all right, one second. So much happens. Like this next one has like a lot of individualistic, episodic things that happen inside yeah. of it. So basically, what happens? Blamo, chaos. Uh, when he reached out to uh, Den and whatnot, he picked up a lot of information from Desinova. Desinova also, by the way, well, yeah, clearly he built Den. That was kind of like a mystery. Yeah. Like, what does Desinova have to do with Den? But obviously, after all that, yeah, there was a lot of comparison you could build. I wonder if Bill Willingham, creator of Fables, actually really likes this because there is. There, you, you could you could draw an interesting parallel to Geppetto and the Emperor when it nah. comes to Desti and Chaos and uh, and <laughs> spoilers and Barjack yeah, and Den. That's a good. That was a great. That was one of my favorite graphic novels. The the was it Warren Warren Pe- Pieces Warren Pieces yeah yeah. What a great series Fables was. Did it end? Yeah, it went on for way too long. It really yeah. did. Like, Did we really have to go into the boogeyman kind of thing? Like the first, like what was is there it? more to the boogeyman? Yeah, yeah, totally. I don't remember? Yeah. No, my my brother was following it. We can talk about fables another time. Yeah, great comics. But uh, basically, what happens? Blam, blam. Chaos goes. Hey, by the way, I know where Ido is. The big mm-hmm. mystery. Ido was brought back to life. Apparently. Yeah. Um. 
but we don't know where he is or why he where he's been this whole or time. Or he's doing capoeira. So basically, Alita goes out, discovers Ido. Ido has no memory of her. Oh, though I forgot the reveal of the secret isn't in this volume. No, I thought it's in it the was. Next one, no. Um, and, but basically, at the same time, we we do get the sense Alita's trying to play it cool with her with like Ido's new robot assistant. Um, she's at, a robot. The, ro- the the robot girl that was yeah she's a robot. Oh, I know that. Yeah. I thought she was a girl who did capoeira. Yeah, she got kicked by Alita. She's a robot. All right. All right. Uh, but um, also she has you can see like robot limbs and shit. True. Um, that's it. Uh, and, and like uh, uh, Alita gets to watch a, a, a VHS <laughs> that was uh, yeah I don't fun. Know, I don't know why that's specific. Uh, but uh, a VHS of Ido recording himself saying that like. He's going to his head is all bandaged. His head is all bandaged, but uh, he says that uh, he was he was just brought back to life. Ido pointed out, or Destiny Nova showed Ido the the, the quote secret unquote, of the the Zalamites. Secret of the Zalamites. Ido has been driven mad, and he said that the only the only way to save himself is to wipe out all of his memories. And he leaves like one kind of like very desperate message about saying, "I'm sorry, Alita. I hope you become the person you you are." And Alita basically leaves and yeah. whatnot. Daniel, on the next time, the next and final episode of Fanzerkus, yes. I really want to get into a discussion with you about what what would you do if this secret um it w- applied to you? Yeah, so we'll, we'll find out. We'll get into that. It, it is it is a it, for for listeners' sake out there. Uh, yeah, no, the the reveal of it is fucking great. It's pretty awesome. It's it's pretty awesome. Like it's it's totally worth the wait too. Um, it it it. Really, really plays into Kishiro's strengths as a writer and as an artist. And really, we haven't mentioned this yet. A lot of the art in this volume, especially the fight scenes, uh-huh. is outstanding. The, it's some of the best fight scenes he's ever drawn. Yeah, the the action scenes uh, get much better in this. Speaking of which, what happens afterwards? The climactic is that, battle is that when actually not even the climactic battle. Oh dear. The uh, basically on the way from where Alita is going to catch up with. Uh, oh, uh, Chaos went to go confront his father. Mm-hmm. That did not go well. It still has one of my favorite moments where uh, Desi Nova forces Chaos to put his uh, hand inside of an Brains. open skull. Yeah, I love it. And like the 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 face that the the head makes when he's uh-huh. when he's getting his brains all scrambled is so wonderfully fucked up. Like yeah. it's just like Gonzo. Like yeah, it's you, awesome. It's like grossly euphoric. Yeah. Uh wow. Uh but anyway, so she goes to go after him and go to Desniola, and then she gets wham bizzle blam blam attacked by herself. What, what is going on? But basically. Uh, the Zalem basically said that, oh, we've completed the tuned, uh, operation, which is basically record Alita's, uh, record Alita while she's been going on these yeah, adventures. Yeah, her, her basically copy her fighting technique, make her into, a, like, her perfect weapon kind of shit. Yeah, and so Zalem essentially is like, so we're done with you, and, uh, I guess we're just gonna throw you out, and, like, the robot, the robot Alita is all just like, I'm gonna kill you and take your, num- your number one status. Um, amazing art in this fight. Yeah, the, Really, really phenomenal it, art. It's super kinetic, it's, it's very very beautiful and whatnot like you, you, don't, you don't recognize how hard it is to do to and the draw fight scenes until you see shitty fight scenes in comics yeah and like uh i, I always recommend him super eye patch wolf um he's a youtuber he made, uh, made this really outstanding video on why uh the dragon ball manga is amazing and you see exactly how your eye flows in a fight uh-huh. and how like motion is like telegraphed and in this like there's a one panel i love so much where i'm uh the uh, robot Alita kicks uh-huh. really like in the face or something, uh-huh. and Alita's face leaves the tiniest impression, 
arrows pointing her face all the way in the other direction. I haven't even kicked that hard. <laughs> it's this really beautiful panel. It's it's amazing. Yeah, and uh, speaking of which, Alita essentially loses the fight. Yeah. <laughs> she she literally gets, like, taken, like, uh, she gets, like, an arm and, like, a foot cut off and whatnot. Yeah. And she's basically, like, gives herself up to, like, get the beat death, killed. Yeah. She can't fight anymore. And then Lou, trusty old Lou, mm-hmm. uh, pulls a gun on that. Pulls a gun shirt. on the on the, the mean girl the thing and whatnot, and mm-hmm. shoots everything. fucks up the fucks up the robot, and Alita manages to cut its head off. Even, but yeah, um, and then Lou kind of gets taken away. Yeah, <laughs> um, is that the last we see of Lou? Uh, I'm not saying. I don't remember. Okay. Uh, that's it. So. Uh, we and Basil, we cut over here, and we get to one of my other favorite sections. Sure. Uh, Barjack's big plan, which is basically to, to uh, make a rail gun mm-hmm. to shoot down Zalem, because Zalem is connected through space, through a giant tower. Yeah. Um, it's a physics thing where essentially if you have, like, basically two thick points, like, kind of, like, balanced in, the, in like, the atmosphere and whatnot, they sure. actually balance themselves out between push and pull. Neat. Um, so anyway, it's so to shoot down the- Science! And, uh, yeah, this is, this has some of my favorite moments. Including uh, the, the when like the big barjack gun goes off and everyone's just kind of like cheering it on and it's actually very like kind of joyful because yeah all yeah. these people want to get their things and like there's just a defense thing boom that force field a, yeah force field it's, sorry it's so wonderfully just like just like like yep and and then, and then like uh they they pull some Akira shit blast them to hell yeah. and then uh barjack just like well shit. Bar- yeah, Barjack has essentially defeated at this point, uh, except for uh, Den decides to launch a suicide attack on the on the scrapyard itself. Um, also, uh, but the Barjack uh, site gets attacked by another Alita clone. Uh, introduce a very quick art of uh, a really great character, the uh, photographer dude. Yeah. Uh, a wonderful dude comes in. He's just like a photojournalist. Here, his introduction, everything reminds me so much of a Stephen King story. Yeah. Like like a chapter where we're thrust in the head of a person. Who you're like, who? And then you learn all of their quirks, their dreams, their fantasies, their failures, their foibles. And you see a whole new, the same old story from a whole new perspective that opens it up again. And it's like, you made me feel for this rando? <laughs> what? That's, I mean, awesome! Great job in all kinds of ways. You like him, and then he's and then, it's, and then it's revealed that like he he's an exile of the scrapyard because he's a fucking serial killer who yeah. takes apart women and takes pictures of him. Yeah. and he acknowledges the fact that he's a disgusting human being, yeah. and that like a lot of people in Barjack, he is the nadir of humanity, but he's trying to redeem himself by giving himself to something that means something yeah. so it's like it's a really bizarre string of just like uh, uh, feelings and whatnot so uh-huh so that happens and and then basically i think the last thing we have uh like yeah like so much fucking happens here it, it's yeah. so much to talk about and then at the end uh yeah they go to desi's thing and whatnot they both fall everyone falls into plant uh dream traps yep by desi nova uh Alita gets a, a like a mental rematch with uh, Jasugan, mm-hmm. the motorball champion who uh, beat Alita in Volume Four. One of my favorite panels in the history of art. Yes, uh, and basically, yeah, Alita basically wakes herself up and then cliffhanger. Oh my god! So Gabriel. Yep. We've been going on for a very long time, just yes. talking about the things just that Just summarizing the thing, yeah. This is what happens when I let you summarize. I wanted you to summarize this. Yeah, I forgot. I don't know how way. to say... I don't know how to summarize this <laughs> other than go through each of the individual things, because again, there's so many things that happen inside of here. Sure. So, like, yeah. I mean, we can... We, if you want, we can go on break and come back, and then, like... Let's go on break. We'll come back. We'll talk about our feelings on it. Then we'll play a game. Okay. Cool. Do you want to... Yeah, we'll do that then. Okay. All right. Gabriel, throw us to break. I can't...
Welcome back. Hi, everyone. Dear listener readers. It's the Luz. To Lightheads. Because we're all a bunch of lightheaded jackoffs. What? Gabriel. Okay. We're just going to cut right to it. We have a game. Oh, we're not talking about our thoughts. Okay, yeah, let's do it. No, no, we're doing it. Yeah, game first, then final thoughts. Like always. Oh, we didn't have any thoughts, though. Yeah, we talked about it when we were talking about it. We're gonna right. we're gonna have a much deeper discussion. Also, to get there faster, we're gonna be very quick with this game. Okay. Even though these are some pretty long dis- descriptions of these plots. Oh no, Gabriel. Should I get my recorder? This is the part of the game. No, this is the part of the show uh-huh. where we play the game. Uh, Patterson's Cussler's the Woods. Oh. Patterson's Cussler's the Woods. Patterson Cussler's the Woods. Patterson Cussler's the Woods. Hey, ladies edition. Oh. So Gabriel. Okay. I think the last time I was a, I, I did a game it was ladies ladies edition as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm gonna keep going because um oh. I feel I feel we're getting a bit too familiar with old Patterson's Cussler's sure. in the Woods. Uh huh. Plus like so many of them like you know series and everything. Like yeah. That, so. so Gabriel, I'm gonna give you five. 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 Five different authors every time. I'm going to read the description of an author's book. Sure. And I'm going to give you four possible titles. Three of them are fictitious. One of them is a real one. You need to guess which is Am a real I going to have any frame of reference here? Uh, sort of. Okay. So, <laughs> you just got to game the system. And look, here's the thing. Romance writers, uh, they have a way with naming things. And I think that is like the real way to do this. Is okay. That there's names. I've said this before. There's names where like they're so dumb and on the nose that i'm not creative enough to come up with okay I'm not, so i can't i'm only playing the man here you're playing the man uh-huh. you need to get the you need to read the description you need to figure out which is the real title all right so gabriel guesswork first game yep first game first 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 question sure nora roberts okay Zane Bigelow grew up in a beautiful, perfectly kept house in North Carolina's Blue Ridge Mountains. Strangers. Everyone likes them. Uh, basically, okay. everyone thinks that their parents are great. Only Zane and his sister know the truth until one brutal night finally reveals cracks in the facade and Jane escapes for college without a thought of looking back. Who? Uh, Zane Bigelow. Is it Jane? I'm like, who's Jane? No, Zane. Is it Jane? Zane. Zane. It's, a f- it's fake name, fake name. Okay. Uh, years later, Zane mm-hmm. returns to his hometown determined to reconnect with the place and people that mean so much to him, despite the painful memories. As he resumes his life in the colorful town, he meets a gift, a gifted, a gifted landscape artist named Darby. <laughs> These names. Darby? Zane and Darby. Oh, is this, is, this a, is this a gay romance? Uh, you would think that. No, uh, who is on the run from ghosts of her own. Oh, man. So, All right. Together, they will have to teach each other named Darby? what it means to face the past and stand up for the ones that they love. These are Western names. Zane and Darby? I don't know. Darby's, Darby can be a cute name for, for a girl, but I don't know. Just... I don't know. Darby? Also, here's the thing. I just said that. What is the what is the plot? He he His family fucked things up or did something? His family sucked. He has beats a girl. And he came back. He came back. He returned as an older man to his hometown and meets the girl of his dreams, which is basically the plot of most romance novels. Yeah. So, Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. Which of these four are the real title? Okay. Undercurrents. Mm. Heart Lake. Mm. Journey to the past. Okay. Or Deep Fire. What was the second one again? Heart Lake. I'm gonna guess Heart. No, hold on. So. <laughs> Undercurrents is too generic. I don't like that. Okay. 
Um, the la- what was the last one again? Last one is Deep Fire. Deep Fire? What does that even mean? What does it mean? What does Undercurrents know. mean? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's a really good Spotify channel. Uh-huh. Let's go with Heart Lake. Heart Lake? Gabriel? Yep. You are wrong. Fuck. Oh, fuck. I don't Get have your... my goddamn sound effects. Nice. I always for- we both forget about this. Go don't on. just put on me. There you go. Thank you. Gabriel, the, answer, the real title was Undercurrents. Really? Yep. Fuck you, Nora. <laughs> you rich asshole. Nora, Nora's over there just like, ha I'm rich. I got you. All right. Gabriel, this next one is from Debbie McComber. McComber. McComber? McComber? Is that you McComber? Whatever. I don't know how to say it. Does, does she have a cabinet? Okay. So... I'm going to try and read through this very quickly because it's very long. Okay. Jenny Balls' life... Jenny Balls? ...is at a crossroads. After a messy divorce from her surgeon husband nearly 20 years ago, she raised her two children on her own, juggling motherhood with her beloved job as a Seattle intensive care nurse. Now that Paul and Allie have gone to college and moved out, Jenny can help but wonder what her future... Why is this... Nobody needs to know the kids' I had a, I had a, an automatic urge, the second you started reading this thing, uh-huh. to take out my phone and start playing a game. <laughs> like that. Like, I, I tune out so quickly. Gabriel. Yep. Second paragraph. Second paragraph. Her best friend, Maureen, is excited for Jenna's oh, Maureen, newfound yeah, okay. independence. Now is the perfect time to finally is book the trip romance? to Paris they've been dreaming about since their college days. Oh, man. But when it comes to life's other great adventure, dating, oh, no. Uh, Jenna still isn't sure what she's ready to, when she's ready to love, 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 love in uh, until an unexpected encounter begins to change her mind. Great Nick Cave album. Let love in. I believe it. Uh, when Jenna's elderly mother breaks her hip. What Aww. the fuck? What's what's where are, we, where are we going? Yeah. I wonder. I wonder what Paul and Allie are doing. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, Doctor Rowan Lancaster saves the day. Okay. <laughs> Despite that, sounds like a, a like a romance lead of like a really like sweaty like English like countryside rowan lancaster sure saves the day despite his silent stoic exterior roman is immediately smitten with jenna and even though jenna is hesitant about becoming another involved with another surgeon she has another to admit, surgeon she has to admit that she's more than a little intrigued but when jenna's children approach her with shocking news <gasps> there oh they my are God. uh she realizes that she needs to have faith and love and embrace the unexpected before the life she has always dreamed of passes her by you know i feel like I, I I would might even enjoy the story. You know, I like romance books, yeah. but well, something you... about these 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 Amazon like breakdowns. I'm like, yeah, fucking they're... get to it. Well, like all all synopses never really sound like, great. I like that. melodrama. I I love like human stories. Well, but I'm like, this why why aren't they better? This knows this knows on. Okay, so which of these four is the real title? Crossroads. Mm. Dream another day. Dream another day. Paris Miracle. Oh. Or Window on the Bay. What was the last one? Window on the Bay. I'm going to guess it's the second one. What was it again? Dream Another Day. I'm going to say Dream Another Day. Final answer? Yeah. Like, I take umbrage if you're taking umbrage of my Tony Morrison game. Oh. I have no clues here. <laughs> ah, damn it. You're wrong! Fine. Fuck you! Go on. <laughs> Oh, I take huge umbrage of that game. Fuck that. Uh huh. This is the game. There is no way to win. They, you, there is a way that you need to get. You need to game the system. That's that's what this game is. There is so. no system. You gotta guess. Listen, listen. What was the title? Oh, the title was Window on the Bay. Fuck that. Which the funny thing is that like there are no hints that could be that. No. You just proved uh, my point. Yeah, I know. You fuck. 
Oh, well, at least my thing wasn't just like, hey, this this uh, titan in American literature has died. Yeah. I want to point out how much not only you don't know her, but also the author of Dude, the color fucking We purple. should know. That was a problem. Uh, yeah. There's no way we know And I had these. you, I had you, I had you yeah. uh, act like, act, all of a sudden be like, all like, like, I know better than this because my... And all the time that I've known you, every time Tony Morrison brought up, I have you I going, be like, ugh, I hate Tony Morrison. I was wrong. And yet, and yet, last time, it's like, you don't even like her. And all of a sudden, you go, well, you know what? You know Maybe what? I should revisit. I was like, fuck you, asshole. <laughs> don't get all big. Don't get all, like, righteous all, like, when we're on air. That's right. Moving on, my I will get righteous, you fuck. You Moving played on. the game last time on me. There was no way I could Sylvia win. Sylvia Day. We had a way to win of Cussler and Patterson. There's no way to win on well, this. Well, yeah. Well, we learned. We got too good at it, though. Oh well, yeah. Well, we need to learn our our romance writers. No, we don't. Yes, we do. We should read Tony Morrison. How do we? How do we now know? She's uh, dead. How do we know? Uh, uh, Cussler. All right. Moving on. Sylvia Day. Okay. Plus, I like these. Sylvia Day. This one is a really awesome, uh, like, harping on like the sex of like like a Fifty Shades kind of thing. Great. All right. This is a series. Gideon Cross. As beautiful and flawless on the outside as he was damaged and tormented on the inside. Uh. He was a bright, scorching flame that singed, singed, sorry, singed, singed, <laughs> that singed me that, uh-huh. uh, with the darkest of pleasures. Wait, is, is this, this is in the first person? person? <laughs> All right. Uh, Gabriel, this is dumb. Right. Okay. Uh, I couldn't stay away. I didn't want to. He was my addiction, my every desire, mine. My past, much shorter also. My past was as violent as his, and I was just as broken. We'd never work. It was too hard, too painful. Except when it was perfect. That's an abusive relationship. Yeah, that's uh, bad. <laughs> those moments. Who's this writer? Those, Sylvia Day. Oh. Who's an asshole in real life. I believe it. Uh, those moments when the driving hunger and desperate love were the most exquisite in- insanity. Oh, boy. We were bound by our need, and the passion would take us beyond our limits to the sweetest, sharpest edge of obsession. The sweetest? The Swedish? Sweetest, yeah. All right, moving on. Which of these is the title? Oh, God. Reflected in you. Okay. Give me your heart. Okay. What's yours is mine. Okay. And finally, my desire burns. Those are all terrible. Okay, what are they again? Reflected in you. No, it's not that one. Give me your heart. Uh, maybe. What's yours is mine. Maybe. And my desire burns. I'm going to say the second one. Give me your heart? Yes. Oh, that's right. <laughs> fill time, fill time, fill time. Um, These all sound like things I'd read, but at the same time, I'd never admit it, except on air, which makes sense to me, because now it's performative. <laughs> the other day, I just got another free, like, sexy thriller about my book bub. Check out book bub. That's a good deal. You get books for, like, $2, but they're all Kindle, which I don't like reading anyway, but... <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're wrong. I'm flush with victory. <laughs> you're you're flush down the toilet. Okay. Gabriel. Oh, yeah. that's the next one. Gabriel, the actual. What's going on? Jesus. <laughs> that was a long flush. Gabriel, the real title was reflected in you. Fuck that. <laughs> All right. Hey, do you know the whole point of even starting with this Paris Custom Wizard was to make fun of the titles and like the, the yeah. descriptions? Yeah, we're doing it. All we're right. having fun. I <laughs> next, guess. Next one is Daniel Steele. Okay. I can skip the last one if we want. It, it's a bit of a plus. All right. Mm-hmm. Last one, Daniel Steele. Okay. Okay. Uh. Zoe Morgan's childhood was marked by her younger sister's tragic illness. Watching as her parents dedicated themselves completely to her final days and then divorced. As a young woman driven by these painful memories, Zoe sets the bar high for herself, studying hard and pursuing a career in the nonprofit world where her deep compassion for disadvantaged children finds a focus. She sounds like a good person. Yeah, no. 
Uh, how about you? How, how, let's, let's rewrite this. <laughs> Zoe is a good person. Zoe Zoe uh, works as a nonprofit to helping uh, children in need. Yes. Okay. Sentence. Uh, as Zoe falls in love and has her own child, she is determined to be a perfect mother as well. But before long, old scars long dormant begin to sur- pull Zoe to the edge of an abyss too terrifying to compl- uh, contemplate. Okay. As Zoe is haunted by the ghosts of the past, her story will become a race against time and a tale of psychological suspense that no reader will soon forget. Huh? Gabriel. Yep. It's, it's, uh... A uh, woman who who takes care of ch- children need has a child, and then something dark happens. Sure, Gabriel, what's the the title? Okay, Ghosts of Christmas Past. Oh no, Forgotten Memories. Okay, The Dark Side or Haunted. I don't fucking know the first one. <laughs> the first Ghosts of Christmas Past. Ghosts of Christmas Past. You sure? Final answer. Yeah, oh, of course I'm not sure. <laughs> There's no way I can win this. Wait, wait. Accurate. That means you're wrong. There you go. Gabriel, you're wrong. The real title is The Dark Side. Sure. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, I know. I, I feel like there is, like, I feel, because you know what? Looking at some of these, I feel like McComber? McComber? How you say it? I don't know. Okay. You said it with a bit more. McComber? With uh, more joie de vie. McComber. Like, her audience is definitely older. You could tell, like, that. Um, I guess. Daniel Steele's is just, like, really generic sounding. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's her thing. They're all really generic sounding. But, like, more generic sounding. Okay. Um, Like, more generic sounding as in, like, you can find, you can see, like, okay, this person likes a little more edgy. And then, like, Daniel Steele's is like, I don't know. She has a broader audience. I've forgotten everything we just talked about already. Yeah, that's what always happens in these games, though. Mm-hmm. Gabriel. Hey, no, I, I want to read those Custler books. Gabriel? Yep. The last one is from JD Rob. Do you want to do this or pass? Wait, did we even, did you give me the titles? Was I wrong? Yeah, no, the last one was The Dark Side. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot already. Wow. <laughs> you forgot already. To be fair, you're not feeling well. Yeah, well, no, I just need another drink. All right. So, Gabriel, the last one is J.D. Robb. Do you want to do this or pass? Let's do it. Okay. You put in the effort. Might as well do it. <laughs> I want to point out that this is the 44th book in the series. Oh, my God. Uh, Okay. <clears throat> as NY Lieutenant Eve Dallas and her billionaire husband, Rourke, are driving home, a young woman, dazed, naked, and bloody, suddenly stumbles out in front of the car. Rourke slams on the brakes, and Eve springs into action. Okay. Daphne Straza is rushed to the ER, but it's too late for her husband, Dr. Anthony Straza. Who the fuck are these people? A brilliant orthopedic... Well, D- Daphne is the person who stepped in front of the thing. Yeah, the naked one. A brilliant orthopedic surgeon. He now lies dead amid a, the wreckage of his obsessively organized townhouse. We have four characters. His... One of which is a billionaire. One's a cop. <laughs> one is a surgeon. What was he? A brilliant orthopedic surgeon. Yeah, okay. And he's dead too. He's Well, he's dead and we have Daphne. Okay. Who's bloody and naked. Hold on. This okay. still going. Okay. Uh, his three safes opened and emptied in his bu- uh, obsessively organized townhouse. Naturally. Uh, organized would be a... Uh, sorry. Daphne would be a valuable witness, but in her terror and shock, the only description of the perp she can offer is repeatedly calling him the devil. Oh, boy. This is a thriller, by the way. It's not romance. Yeah, no, I, I, I imagine so. What? I'm like, where does, get, where does well, it get romantic? Well, it emerges that Dr. Estraza was cold, controlling, and widely disliked. This is one case where the evidence doesn't point to the spouse. So Eve and her team must get started on the legwork, interviewing everyone from dinner party guests to professional colleagues to caterers in a desperate race to answer some crucial questions. What does the devil look like, and where will he show up next? Okay. So it's going to be the husband. He's not dead, right? Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Which of these is the title? I don't know, Daniel. Gabriel. Is Lay it him on me. Devil Heart. Devil Heart? Is it New York City Dead? Oh, no. Please. Gabriel. 
Is it Dark Lies? Okay. Or is it Echoes in Death? What was the third one again? Dark Lies. Let's say Dark Lies. <laughs> really? Yes. Okay. Gabriel, only one of those was bad enough that like I'm not creative enough to come up with. Uh-huh. Because I don't know what it means. One second. Panda Pop? That's what she said. Oh, no. That means you're wrong. An oink? Okay. <laughs> it was echoes and death. What does that even mean? That's well, nothing. Well, here's the thing, and I want to say about this. It's the 44th book in the series, the In Death series. Oh, God. All the titles are blank in death, and it is literally just word in death. There's 44. She ran out of words a while ago. Uh-huh. The first one's called Naked in Death. Okay. The other ones are called, like, Vengeance, Holiday, Loyalty. Like, it is just a word in death. Echoes in death? What about that said echoes? I don't know. Hey, you know, she's rich. We're not. Gabriel? Yep. That's not, that's how we play. Patterson's Cusses the Woods. Patterson's Cusses the Woods. Zero score. And that is Ladies Night. Gabriel, we need to learn our pot boiler lady authors out there. I guess so. Yeah, no. But in the meantime, let's go on break. When we come okay. back, we're going to do uh, goddamn, what do you call it? Uh, final thoughts. Final thoughts. And we're going to talk a little more and talk about what Shana we're going to do thoughts. next time. And yeah, so Gabriel, go to break. Vodka! Welcome back, dear listener readers. Hello. To Rose Leaders. Uh, what? Yeah, we're Rose Leaders. Slow readers. Yay. America's fast-paced literature podcast brought to you by Top Gun Radio. I What's am us? books. I am the way in the life. I am reading. I am Borgers. I am Panzerkunst. I hope so. Uh, <laughs> that'd be cool. Uh, Gabriel. Yep. So, final thoughts. We talked about we 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 talked about how we felt about these things as we were talking about them in yeah. brief. It's a lot to talk about in because like and again all the details and everything like that. How do you feel? Also, we're Getting to the end. We're almost done. There is essentially one and a half volumes left. Yeah. Because there's one full volume of story that is perfectly, as as paced as normal. Uh Uh-huh. And then there's a very, very rushed halvesies. Yeah. So, Gabriel. Yep. We're getting to the end. How do you feel about Alita, where she is right now with that amazing cliffhanger? Um... I like this volume. I I like that. I don't know. I I did feel like I said before. It's starting to feel rushed. You're starting to feel the pressure where he's trying to like get these out. And uh, I don't know. Um, I don't remember what happens next. I only remember the exact ending of the of the manga. Yeah. And I don't remember anything else what happens next at all. I feel like at some point Destiny Nova becomes sympathetic or something. Hey man, at some like point he takes off his glasses or something and smiles. I don't yeah. remember. There's some shit that happens. There's some shit that happens, dude. But I don't remember. I'm excited for to wrap this all up. That you know, I I, I do still love this manga. It's a great series. Um, really, now that I am older, I appreciate the art more and more. Now mm-hmm. that I'm not sprinting through these like I was as a kid, I would just hurry through, barely looking at the panels. And I just, it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Well, uh, C plus. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I write, we read these books over and over again. Like this is essentially my Spider-Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like I, I've always appreciated the art, but as an older person, kind of like going back and just being like, yeah, these do look great. Uh, mm-hmm. and cause this is always like, this is, this is what I compare everything else to. Cause this is what I started with. Yeah. So it's like, this is, yeah. And, uh, did and, you buy them or did your brother buy them? Uh, were they well, yours? No, or we were like brothers? teens. Like okay. my dad bought them. You oh, know, okay. <laughs> I don't know. 
but yeah, so that said, that said, yeah, I really like a lot of the stories. Like again, the story about the photojournalist. Mm. Uh, I love that the fight with uh, Alita with a, with Alita fighting the robot Alita is great. Uh, I love. I love all the things that this story makes you wait for, such as finding Ido again. Uh-huh. What is the secret of the Zalamites? Sure. They always nail it. And I, I love what it was like. How did you feel about finding out where Ido was after all these years, like where he's been and why he hasn't been finding Alita? I don't know. Um, I feel like the real payoff is the actual secret of the Zolomites. Because I remember feeling a little bit let down, a little sad. I mean, I guess that was the, pur- was the purpose of it. You're supposed yeah. to feel <laughs> hurt and sad about it. But it wasn't like... like my, it wasn't like the, the beautiful heartbreak. It was more like, oh, oh, well, well, damn, okay. I, I yeah, I... I, I, I think that... What, why, why I say that the, the actual conclusion to it is the reveal of the thing. Because I think we see what happens. But for me, it's like, oh... Well, we got an answer, but a bigger question. So I don't know what the question is now. It it is a yeah. It it definitely leads to a bit like another bit. It, it it leads it heavily again to the secret of the Zalabites in case we actually are forgetting that. It's something that kind of like is dropped in now and then, but mm-hmm. like not as much. But that said, like yeah, no, I love it. It is the idea that again, a lot of this is a story about alita growing up like in the the beginning she's very childlike and then she becomes like rebellious teenager that a young woman who's like kind of found her way but is um, like thrusting with else you get another sense where her as as a as an adult a woman Mm -hmm. who like she will never have her dad again yeah like her dad like she's moved on the dad's moved on and she has to do her own thing whether she likes it or not uh, it is a bit of like a you can never go home again kind of thing sure. going on here. Uh, so thematically, I think it's wonderful. I couldn't imagine anything more interesting other than having this. Like it would, yeah, like it could have ended happier, sure. But like this is a very, very uh, uh, it's uh, appropriate, s- s- subversive, and also very thematically appropriate way to kind of do things. So yeah. I was a huge fan of that. And uh, yeah, what what the fuck else happened in this? <laughs> a I lot of things. I don't know. Barjack and wedding dresses. Oh, you know what's? I, I, let's go to. Do you want to go to final thoughts, or do you have? Do you want to talk about anything else? What do you think that about was final thoughts? Actually, what do you think about the stupid fucking wedding dress? Oh, I like it. <laughs> oh, it's I, cool. I hate it. <laughs> it's, nice, it's nice seeing her for bangs back. I, I I'm not a fan of it. It's a bit. It's very. I was like, like fan servicey, like old school manga fan servicey. If like, anything, I thought was what was more fan servicey was the one chapter opens with her like in a fucking leather cat suit with like cleavage <laughs> out, and I'm like, that's way more fan servicey than the wedding well, that's, dress. That is that is also fans. That's also one of the reasons why I don't like that whole section because again, it is very very fan servicey. It's very like it kind of speaks to him kind of running ideas, being like, hey, I think they'll like this. Yeah, uh, the art's always amazing. Also. Also, we see Alita naked because again, he's like, "Shit, I, I, let's just, you know, will you like this, guys?" Yeah. So, like, yeah, it, it's a, that's why it was a bit shaky and whatnot. But you know, the, you know, it's been like a thing. Like, even the Dead or Alive games, like one of the unlockable thematic costumes for the characters are wedding dresses. Okay. So, like, it's I it, don't know. It's I mean, a maybe I just have a thing for wedding dresses. Here, what's that? I might have a thing for wedding. Well, dresses. yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say like that's my Japanese thing. We I don't think like the Westerns don't really fetishize wedding dresses as much i think that's an accurate thing to say that uh that wedding dresses to ha- have like a real thing of purity to them that we still hold it really highly and dearly okay. whereas was that's it's, it's a foreign culture in japan it's a it's a sexy kind of thing yeah which yeah i guess so that's right i just think of madonna performing like a virgin at the vmas 
It, it was a great performance. With the wedding dress. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Uh, she comes down the cake. Gabe, she rolled and she's... The, the... Gabriel! Yeah, what? Final thoughts. Gabriel, I thought I just gave him. What's your stupid final... No, give me it's more. It's good. Give I like more. it. I... I like the action. I like the fighting. I like the <laughs> violence. I like Lou. I like chaos. Apparently, I like these volumes more than you do. So, well, I'm... I'm I, we're so close to the end, it's hard for me to gauge it on its own. Uh-huh. That, like, I feel like... It's it's that... You know, like, when you were young, you were allowed, like, one thing per trip. You bought one CD, and you had to bleed that CD dry until you had enough money to get the next one. Yeah. So... No, that's a weird thing with being an adult and having Netflix culture, that kind of thing, that we yeah. have so many options. It's, it's hard to, like, <clears throat> like we just got a Nintendo Switch. And hey. I, I find it hard to focus on the one and any one thing because there's so much good shit here and I have enough money to buy things for the first time in my life. <laughs> so it's hard to really appreciate this alone. I'm sure that if I, I think the first time I read it, using your copies, your hard copies back in high school, I, I had more of an appreciation for them. Uh-huh. And now I'm just kind of like hurtling along. But you're, you're rushing along. It's yeah. this is definitely inferior to the early arcs. Even the last volume, the last deluxe edition, there was so much more inserted heart and characters like little like Golb, the guy with the screw head. Like yeah. he was great. There was well, not really much that here. I, and yeah. putting Kiyomi in there in the middle, I'm like, why did that happen? Yeah, yeah. It's I start raising my brows at this volume. <laughs> I remember the Kiyomi stuff being a little more acceptable when I when I was reading as a kid. And as you said, like, yeah, that, that one thing you would get that you had to bleed dry and whatnot. It's like, yeah, that was this for me. Yeah. So, like, and also, you're like, no, you don't, I don't think you, you like them more than I'm liking them. Like, I like I don't, I've never really, I don't think I've ever really liked that volume as much. Even as a kid, I'd be like, what's with the wedding dress? Uh-huh. Right? That's kind of corny. I like the way, I love, I love the cover art for it's, this one. It's kind of corny. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I would say. Um, I, I guess. It feels a little hammy, like they forced it. Yeah. But they, they made it work. It, um. Like, like, Chaos is like, like, assistant being like, it's my dress. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. It's silly. Uh, but anyway, uh, so, no, but like, but no, I, I enjoy it. It's just you're you have a much more fresh take because these are all stories that like these were not formative to me. And they're formative to you. They're embedded in my mind. So like, out of anything, I'm just like, oh yeah, that happened, and then yeah. that happened. I remember that. Like if you were if you and I were breaking down like the first few volumes of like Ultimate Spider-Man or something, uh-huh. then we'd have a different conversation about it. But... Yeah, something like that. But uh, so yeah, so be C plus. Plus, Hazy Memories brought to you by Jonathan B. Hayes. From the goddamn Whip Around Podcast. Check out the Whip Around Podcast, guys. Drops every Wednesday. It's a fun, weird news show. They are dear friends. We're all about it. They review pornography. They mm-hmm. review 8chan posts. Yeah. They do, they're an 8chan podcast. They do so, they do so much. Uh, Gabriel, what's yep. that? Hey, remember, you'll be having years from now remembering from this volume. What is it going to be? Damnably, not a lot. I feel like like this was a kind of as much as I did enjoy it. This was a much more incidental one that I'm waiting for it to go on with. I'm I'm I almost guarantee you I'm gonna forget about the photographer. Though that's memorable. So I'm trying to remember. Like, yeah. I, I, it's kind of telling. I don't remember. I didn't remember a fucking thing about this volume from when I read it in high school. Uh-huh. I remembered a lot about the other volumes because they they were really great. And this one, I'm like, oh yeah, that that happened. Oh, okay, sure, sure. I forgot chaos. I forgot Barjack. In an earlier episode, you were like, "Remember Barjack and everything." I'm like, "What's that?" I don't. I. This is a, a more. If I'm gonna remember anything, it's that panel that I thought was really amazing of her fighting herself. I think that's one of the best fights in the whole series. It's her versus herself that first time. It's incredibly well drawn. You know, there's there's not many big fights after this. Like yeah, that is, if I recall, there's that, not. There really isn't. Um, which is cool. I like that. Like technically, that's the big climactic fight. 
and essentially she loses. Yeah. Uh, Maybe uh, if there's anything I've kept, if there has been a hazy memory from reading in high school, it's the wedding dress because I, I remember I liked it. Because it's on the cover. Yeah. Gabriel, I, I remember I gonna... there's a really, I, I love the fight of the, her in the wedding dress. I remember enjoying that. Yeah. So that's my hazy memory from high school. Now it might be that final fight with her versus herself. Oh, yeah, no, I was going to say, like, the, the, the fight with the. I remember deck. the carousel. Because I opened the page yeah, and I'm like, ca- oh, fuck, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, that's really <sighs> fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to explain it to the listeners out there. Pick it up, guys. It's, uh, a, it should be your local Barnes & Noble. Uh, that's a No, I want to I want to pin that to the fact that you kind of breezed through this earlier today. Because yeah. it's like, no, I, I there's a, I have huge hazy memories from this one. Again, I really like, don't. I, think, I did it from back then. I think that volume eight is has some of like the best stuff. Between like the stuff where like the robot, the robot Alita comes down and wipes out Barjack and whatnot. I forgot that even happened. I, again, just like those awesome. There's another really great conclusion to the, like the whole dead barjack thing in the next volume and mm. whatnot but like uh like no one's like that the photojournalist is something i've always remembered i mean that is a great fucking story i look a tiny little minute minuscule just like wonderful story that is fucking bizarre as hell um and uh and yeah the the alita fight was another thing that's always something i've always remembered as basically like i've always had that in my head uh and yeah all that uh, one of my the hazy memory I'm gonna say because I basically said the other things already. Yeah. Uh-huh. These hazy memory, and yeah. again, I'm I think it kind of loses steam because of like the 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 very direct translation and whatnot. Uh, when we're introduced to Kayomi, she and her uh companions are being robbed by yeah. a giant man uh, who's like sort of barjack and whatnot. And he's as he's bandit. as he's violently threatening them, he has an inner monologue saying it's like, God damn it, how do I get so worked up? Every time I kill somebody, I'm constipated for three days. I love that. <laughs> yeah, okay. And, and that, it's, it's virtually the same in this volume than it was in the original? It, no, it is. I think it was written a little better. Also, um, he has like a Japanese character written on his big belly. I think in the uh, in the, the Viz version, uh, it said Big Boy. Okay. <laughs> but uh, but no, I love that little tiny that character. That one guy. He's great. That's going to be Daniel's first tattoo. That I, dude. I always do remember the idea of like some big tough guy just going like, shit, I'm getting too far into this. I don't want to kill this little girl. I'm going to be constipated for a week. Yeah. So, yeah. Pretty great. So, that's that. So, let's stop talking about this now. Okay. Gabriel. Next time, we're going to wrap up the Lita. Next time, we're going to wrap up the Lita. Hopefully, we should do it soon. I feel like we should. Yeah, we should let's, let's, let's crush it soon. out. Uh, but also, I want to say for next week, it is short story time. Hey. And we're finally getting into an author I've been wanting to do since we started. Uh-huh. Gabriel, you mentioned YouTubers before. One of my favorite YouTubers is a dude named Exerbia. Okay. Which is... The as eyes of one. Yeah, the eyes of one. Uh, and I, I kind of wish that he would write with like uh, a real name. But what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, that said, uh, he, uh, I have one of his uh, books, The Fifth Science, which is a collection of... That uh, looks like a weird like Jesus book. It just, does. just on first look, <laughs> it looks like a Jesus book. It is, yeah. And for people who don't know Exerbia, his style is a little bit like... It's like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy meets like Ted Chiang, where it's like yeah. hard sci it's hard sci-fi told through like a very human story, but with like a very subversive, like dark sense of humor. Yeah, a little bit of Vonnegut in there. Yeah. But a little uh, bit a little bit of William Gibson in there. I'm always especially because he made he turns a lot of his like stories into YouTube videos and whatnot. I'm always kind of amazed at at the quality of the stories in them. Like uh, the most famous one, I think is called like twenty six or twenty seven or something. Yeah, the the computer. Yeah, the the AOL. That's a great one. That one's great. Like, and it's it's shockingly it's shockingly well done. Yeah, it's a great little short film. It's amazing. Um. So yeah, no, I finally want to get to this. We're gonna read the for the first story from the fifth science, which I believe is his most recent book. Oh. I think so. Cross your fingers. Cross my oh. fingers. I'll explain it more. But uh, oh. yeah, uh, it is called For Every Dove. 
a bullet. Okay. Uh, and these are stories that basically about like uh, humanity. Is it all about Emily Dickinson? Yes. Uh, it is basically it is a story about like basically humanity exp- like branching out into like the cosmos, leaving Earth and whatnot. And again, it is very bizarre and strange, and and it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun, Gabriel. I'm in. It Ga- sounds great. Gabriel, plug. Um, fuck. Okay. Uh, shit. <laughs> Surprise, plug. Um. Follow me on Instagram at read.richards, read like reading a book. There I post pictures of trees and uh, cocktails sometimes and book pictures. It's really a good time. Uh-huh. Um, please rate, review, and subscribe this show, Slow Readers. Give us some stars. Give us some reviews. Yeah. Give us some suggestions. Instagram us. We're all about it, guys. We just want interact with us. We want to talk to you. Yeah, we want to Be talk like to Johnny No Thumbs. Exactly. One star. Yeah. Eye roll. Jo- uh, Johnny No Thumbs, he's a man with fucking gall. He's a man of fucking <laughs> conviction. I'm like, you cowards. You cowards. You cowards. Also, so far, no one has sent me a picture of themselves at the Strand throwing books on the ground. So good for you, I guess. Good for good for all you. Great, out there. great to show um, restraint there. I appreciate That's that actually. And um, besides that, it's still on the air. Uh, um, self-evident Asian America stories just wrapped up its first season. It's an amazing mm. show. I'm very, very proud of my contribution to it. My episode on there was featured on AV Club. <laughs> so check that out. It's a great time. It's really, really wonderful, in-depth, very emotional stories, and um, it's great. I can't recommend it enough. Daniel. Plug. You can find me on Twitter at Top Guy Radio, which I hardly use. But you can follow me on Slow Readers on Instagram, oh. uh, which I do use, but not as much as I should. Uh, you can also buy my fiction right now on Amazon on Kindle and paperback. Uh, I'm actually probably going to be like uh, releasing them in other. I'm actually trying to figure out what I'm going to do next. I, I, don't listen to me. Uh, but if okay. you want, if you want any information on like all my fictions and whatnot that are available, just go to TopGallantPress.com. You'll go to Daniel Gonzalez Fiction on Facebook or Daniel Gonzalez Fiction on Facebook. Another thing I don't. It's use nothing as much but memes like about cats. So definitely go to TopGallantPress. Cat That's memes. That's the way to do it. That's it. That is the end of the show. Gabriel, give us one of your legendary sign-offs. All right, baby boys. How about you go fishing off that deep end and catch yourself a real big motherfucker. Booyah. Bye. This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to topcountradio.com. 